Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Assbutts. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 8, called A Very Supernatural Christmas. We start in Seattle, Washington, one year ago. (laughs) Hello! We're in a home that is very decorated for Christmas. Wait, hold on. What? I put Michigan. I think the rest of it takes place in Michigan, but but just this first, like, right before the, like, the title sequence thing happens. Oh, okay. It's like one year ago, we're in Seattle. I just want to say. Really? I just want to say. that part. (laughs) That Rochelle and I have been drinking. (laughs) Listen, it's been a weird few weeks for me. Yes, it has been. (laughs) I needed it. Yeah, (laughs) yes. We are going through some times. Oh, my God. (laughs) Times with a capital T. So, anyways, okay. One year ago in Seattle, Washington, we're in a home that's very decorated for Christmas. The doorbell rings and a young boy named Stevie, that might just be Steve. I'm going to call him Stevie, um, answers the door. It's his grandpa. They wish each other Merry Christmas. Stevie says, did you bring me any presents? And Grandpa says, now why would I want to do that? <laughs> Stevie says, because it's Christmas. And Grandpa says, oh, I thought Santa Claus brought the presents at Christmas. You have been a good boy this year, haven't you? Stevie says, I have. I swear. <laughs> Grandpa says, well, then who knows? Maybe he'll come. So we cut to, okay, before we cut to later that night, <laughs> I threaten, like, Santa with everything that Killian does right now. <laughs> I've heard you do it yeah. a times. I know. I'm, well, Santa doesn't give bad boys presents. I know. I'm like, did you wash your hands after peeing? And he's like, yes. And I say, Santa knows when you're lying. And he'll go, okay. And go back in the bathroom to wash his hands. <laughs> I mean, listen. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. No, but it, it, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to later that night. We see uh, Grandpa dressed up in a Santa costume. He's putting on his Santa beard. He picks up some Christmas bells and starts jingling them. So (laughs) Jingling the bells. Jingling them. Jingling them bells. Um, Stevie comes down and sits on the (laughs) chair. It took you a while. No, I got it, but then I thought about it. <laughs> about bell jiggling? Uh, okay. I didn't need that in my life. <laughs> so Stevie comes down and sits on the stairs. So Grandpa starts putting presents under the tree. Then there's a loud thumping sound on the roof. That I don't think are reindeer. <laughs> Stevie says, reindeer. Um, there's some more noise on the roof, and Grandpa notices ash falling down the chimney. He gets on his hands and knees to look up the chimney. Okay, don't do that. No. Don't don't get down on your hands and knees and look up the chimney. If something weird is going on in there, run away. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I guess there are situations where, like, birds get stuck in chimneys and stuff, but I don't think you'd be hearing those thumps on the roof. No. So, That's a big freaking bird. <laughs> right. Ugh. So um, he goes to look up the chimney, and we see hands shoot down and pull Grandpa up. Um, up the chimney and he's screaming so um, we hear his bones snapping oh. that's a thing I know it's bone snapping because the the uh, subtitles say bone snapping yeah <laughs> that's I, I only watch it with the subtitles now yeah I mean I, I write down like some quotes and stuff but like 
There's some things that it's just funny when you watch it with the subtitles because mm-hmm. it'll be like, you know, glass tinkling or you right, know, right. that sort of stuff. Phone snapping. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known that phones were snapping if it hadn't told me because it didn't really sound you like know, that. I don't know if I would have either necessarily. Hmm. I would have just like thought it was the sound of him getting drug up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not yeah. necessarily crunching. <laughs> so Stevie says, Santa? And then we hear some more bone snapping. And one of Grandpa's Santa boots falls down the chimney. And then we get our opening title sequence. <laughs> so we cut to, oh my God, Michigan. I can't say the name of this it's town. Slanty. Oh, have you heard of it before? No, I just remember how they said it. In okay. The, I don't remember them saying or it. Ypsilanti or Ypsilanti or something like that. Ypsilanti? I think okay. so. Okay. We are very sorry if you live there and we're butchering it. <laughs> we're trying. Yes. <laughs> we may not be successful, but we're trying. <laughs> so Sam and Dean are at, uh, this, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> What's that? That would be the vodka. Um, <laughs> Sam and Dean are at a woman's house dressed up in suits. The woman says, my daughter and I were in our beds. Mike was downstairs decorating the tree. I heard a thump on the roof, and then I heard Mike scream. And how I'm talking, and now I'm talking to the FBI. (laughs) Dean asks, you didn't see any of it? And she says, no, he was just gone. Dean says, the doors were locked. There was no force entry. She says, that's right. So Dean asks, does anybody else have a key? And she says her parents do, but they're in Florida. So Sam thanks her for letting them look around the house and that they're all done. She says, the police said my husband might have been kidnapped. Dean says, could be. She says, then why haven't the kidnappers called or demanded a ransom? It's three days till Christmas. What am I supposed to tell her daughter? Sam just says, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Sam just says, we're very sorry. And then the boys leave. On the way to their car, Dean asks Sam, did you find anything? Sam says, uh, mistletoe and this. And he holds out his hand and Dean says, a tooth? Where was this? Sam says, in the chimney. Dean says, Ooh. no way a man fits up a chimney. It's too narrow. <laughs> Sam says, no way he fits up in one piece. Dean says, all right, so if Dad went up the chimney, Sam says, then we need to find out what dragged him up there. So we cut to Sam doing research in his motel room. Dean comes in and says, so was I right? Is it the serial killing chimney sweep? <laughs> Sam says, yep, it's actually Dick Van Dyke. Dean says, do you know who Dick Van Dyke is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So Dean says, who... And Sam says, Mary Poppins. Dean says, who's that? Like, how does he not know who Mary Poppins is? I know. For all the, like, TV and movie crap he knows, it's very surprising. Well, and, like, even if he never watched it, you would still think he would know what it was because it's been around forever. Forever. And people talk about it all the time. They reference it and everything. So you would Mm -hmm. think he would have, like, heard of it at some point. Yeah. I feel, all I could think of is that he's just fucking with Sam, although he doesn't play it that way. I don't think, I think he honestly doesn't know who Mary Poppins is, which is concerning to me, because, like, that was a lot of my childhood. I know, mine too. <laughs> totally mine I too. I just bought it on DVD the other day. Oh, happy. I was excited. I've been trying to collect the Disney movies, like, especially the, like, the, because they only release certain ones through the vault every mm-hmm. so often. Right. But it's, like, the special edition ones or whatever, so I've been trying to, like, get as many of as I can of those. Oh, cool. Um... And this one, I don't think the Mary Poppins one was one of those necessarily. It was like the 50th anniversary or something okay. of it. But I was like, okay, I need to get this. Because, like, I loved that movie. I did, it too. It was so good. But I need to get more Disney movies. <laughs> I do, too. I totally do. I need to get... I think my next purchase will be Aladdin. Because I don't have that one yet. That one's coming out live action, like, really soon. I know. I haven't seen any previews excited. because I'm worried that I'm going to be disappointed in Will Smith. It looks... Well, 
that was weird, not gonna lie, because he's in the previews. Yeah. It's kind of strange, just because... Okay, when you have somebody like Robin Williams playing the genie, you can't replace that no matter what you do. So, like, I almost kind of expected them to, like, have a CGI genie that's, like, looks more like the genie and not a person that's blue. Yeah. And, like, have Robin Williams' voice still in it and just, like, Mm -hmm. take the lines from the other one and put it, you know, or, like, what they did with one of the Star Wars movies where they, like, do a... CGI over the person of right, you know, the yeah. other clips from the person way back in the you know, like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know, it's just weird. I don't think it's gonna be bad that he's in it, but it's just strange because like the genie is Robin Williams, yeah, yeah. Have you watched Once Upon a Time and is it in Wonderland yet? Mm-hmm. A lot of the characters that played in the Aladdin part are in Aladdin. Oh, really? Yeah, so I mean, the the girl who plays Jasmine, I believe, is the same girl that played Jasmine in Once Upon a Time. Okay. I and don't remember that. At least I think it is. Or she looks very similar to her if okay. it's not the same person. Um, okay, so you did watch it, though, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I, I, like, I haven't. Oh, in Wonderland, no. Okay. Oh. In the regular Once Upon a Time, right. they did, like, a chunk. Because it's, like, the first half of the season is one storyline. The second half is another storyline, yeah, yeah. usually. And so, like, one of those was Aladdin. And they did, like, Frozen and all that sort of stuff. I, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I'm not So I kind of, it. like, died out. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, like, I just... I did, too. It hit a certain point. Oh, no. I think it was because I, like... I think it was when I moved, maybe, out of my parents' house the first time to go to my apartment Mm -hmm. that I didn't have cable, and so I couldn't watch it. Right. And then I just, like, didn't watch it after that. I got through the, like, Frozen arc, and then I think I stopped watching it after that. I'm not sure why. I think probably my son was born. Yeah. And I wasn't able to watch very much much, TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I watched Frozen. I watched the Aladdin one. And I think... Maybe Aladdin was after Frozen. It was, yeah, because I haven't seen that one. But I think it was right after. You know who I got really fucking irritated about was, um, is it Selena? Is that her name? Selena? Selena, yeah. Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. didn't care about her, like, conflicts at all. You know what I mean? I just, (laughs) I like the actress. I like what she did with the character, but Mm -hmm. I just like the way they were writing her it wasn't her drama i just didn't care enough. for it yeah it wasn't yeah and so that was getting tedious for me yeah so anyway that's about when i died out too <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i do like the actress who plays mm-hmm. zelina though. oh yeah, yeah yeah i follow her on instagram <laughs> yeah um so sam says mary poppins dean says who's that sam says oh come on never mind Dean says, it turns out that Walsh is the second guy in town grabbed out of his house this month. Sam asks, did the other guy get dragged up the chimney too? Dean says, don't know. Witnesses said they heard a thump on the roof. So what the hell do you think we're dealing with? Sam says, actually, I have an idea. It's going to sound crazy. Mm. Dean says, what could you possibly say that sounds crazy to me? <laughs> like, Sam, really, though? <laughs> I know. Sam says, evil Santa. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, that's crazy. Sam says, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that there's some version of the anti-clause in every culture. You got Belsnickel, Krampus, Black Peter, whatever you want to call it. There's all sorts of lore. Dean mm-hmm. um, says, um, saying what? And Sam says, saying, back in the day, Santa's brother went rogue. And now he shows up around Christmas time. Instead of bringing presents, he punishes the wicked. <laughs> Dean says, by hauling their ass up chimneys. 
Sam says, for starters, yeah. Dean says, so this is your theory, huh? Santa's shady brother? <laughs> I mean, really, though. <laughs> I know. Sam says, well, I'm just saying. That's what the lore says. Dean says, Santa doesn't have a brother. There is no Santa. Sam says, yeah, I know. You're the one who told me that in the first place, remember? Uh, <laughs> Sam sighs and says, you know what? I could be wrong. Ugh, I gotta be wrong. Dean says, you know what? I did a little digging. Turns out both victims visited the same place before they got snatched. So we cut to Santa's village, which is like an outdoor venue where you can get a Christmas tree and Santa pictures. Yeah, and it's super run down. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Dean says to Sam, it does kind of lend credence to the theory, doesn't it? <laughs> Sam says, yeah, but anti-claws couldn't be. Dean says, it's a Christmas miracle. Hey, speaking of, we should get one of these, or we should have one this year. Sam says, have one what? Dean says, a Christmas. Sam says, no thanks. Dean says, no, we'll get a tree, a little Boston market, just like when we were little. Sam says, Dean, those weren't exactly Hallmark memories for me, you know? (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Dean says, what are you talking about? We had some great Christmases. Sam says, whose childhood are you talking about? (laughs) Dean says, oh, come on, Sam. Sam says, no, just no. Dean says, all right, Grinch. So we cut to a flashback. We're in Broken Bow, Nebraska, Christmas Eve, 1991. Sam uh, is like nine and Dean's around 13, I think. So I don't know why, how I came up with those numbers. I mean, they do look around that. I might have done the math, or I might have just been like, they just look like this. I can't remember because I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did they say it at all? Like, how old they were? Uh, no, they point? don't. Mm-mm. No. I mean, looking at them, I would guess probably about the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't remember how I came up with those numbers. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm, I'm sticking by it. In a, in just like a genius way. Yeah. So we're just going to go. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm just going to flip my hair. Okay. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so Sam is wrapping up a present for their dad. Dean asks Sam if he stole money for it. Sam says, no, Uncle Bobby gave it to me to give to him. Said it was real special. Dean says, what is it? Sam says, a pony. <laughs> Dean says, very funny. I want a pony. I <laughs> know. I want one that doesn't have a weird leg right Aww, now. <laughs> poor Toby. It's fine. He'll be fine. He'll get better. Okay. <laughs> um, Sam says, Dad's going to be here, right? Dean says, he'll be here. Sam says, it's Christmas. Dean says, he knows and he'll be here. Promise. Sam asks, where is he anyway? Dean says, on business. Sam says, what kind of business? Dean says, you know, you know that. He sells stuff. Sam's like, what kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And Dean says, just stuff. Sam says, nobody ever tells me anything. Dean says, then quit asking. Sam says, is Dad a spy? <laughs> I love that. I mean, you know, the next logical jump. I know. <laughs> Dean says, mm-hmm, he's James Bond. Sam says, why do we move around so much? Dean says, because everywhere we go, they get sick of your face. <laughs> Sam says, I'm old enough, Dean. You can tell me the truth. Dean says, you don't want to know the truth. Believe me. Sam says, is that why we never talk about mom? Then Dean gets in his face and says, shut up. Don't you ever talk about mom, ever. He, like, flew off the handle a little bit. Like, zero to a (laughs) hundred. Then Dean storms outside. So we cut back to present day. 
Dean says, you think with the 10 bucks it costs to get into this place, Santa could scrounge up a little show, a little snow. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. I want my Santa show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just missed the chair dance for Sheldon. <laughs> That is, um, that is a creepy Santa dance. <laughs> I, I'm not proud. <laughs> it was pretty good. It happened, though. So, Santa could scrounge up a little snow. What are we looking for again? Sam says, the lore says that the Antichlaus will walk with a limp and smell like sweets. Dean says, great, so we're looking for a pimp Santa. Why the sweets? Sam says, think about it, Dean. If you smell like candy, the kills w- will come closer, you know? Dean says, that's creepy. How does this thing know who's been naughty and who's been nice? (laughs) Sam says, I don't know. So they find the area where kids are meeting with Santa. Santa is acting very creepy. I would not let Killian sit on his lap. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Then a girl dressed up as an elf comes up to the boys and says, um, we're welcome. (laughs) Wow, I can read my writing. She says, welcome to Santa's court. Can I escort your child to Santa? Dean says, no, but actually, my brother here, it's been a lifelong dream of his. She says, oh, sorry, no kids over 12. Sam says, no, no, he's just kidding. We only came here to watch. That doesn't look good. She says, ew, and walks away. (laughs) Sam calls after her. I didn't mean we came here to. Thanks a lot, Dean. Thanks for that. (laughs) Then they see Santa get up and walk away, and they notice that he has a limp. Dean says, are you seeing this? Sam says, a lot of people walk with a limp, right? Dean says, tell me you didn't smell that. That was candy, man. Sam says, that was Ripple, I think. Had to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I looked up Ripple because I had never heard of Ripple. Okay. And I, I think from what I read, it's some sort of super cheap, like, I don't know if it's like malt liquor, but it's like, oh, okay. just like super, super cheap. Something alcohol. that would, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in the interesting facts, it talks a little bit about it. Okay. So, um, Dean says, maybe, are we willing to take that chance? So we cut to nighttime. Sam and Dean are staking out Santa's trailer. (laughs) Dean yawns and says, what time is it? Sam says, same as the last time he asked. He hands Dean a thermos and says, here, caffeinate. But the thermos is empty. Dean says, hey, Sam, why are you the boy who hates Christmas? I mean, I admit it. We had a few bumpy holidays when we were kids. That was then. We'll do it right this year. Sam says, look, Dean, if you want to have Christmas, knock yourself out. Just don't involve me. Dean says, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Me and myself making cranberry molds. (laughs) Then they see Santa look out of his trailer window and then pulls the curtains shut. Dean says, what's up with St. Nicotine? I like it. I do, too. (laughs) Um, Suddenly, they start hearing a woman scream. So they get their guns out and run up to the trailer. Before they bust in, Sam chuckles. Dean's like, what? Sam says nothing. It's just that, well, you know, Mr. Gung-Ho Christmas might have to blow away Santa. (laughs) I love it. I know. Then they go into the trailer, and Santa is drinking on the couch watching porn. The woman on the TV says, I'll let you jingle my bells. (laughs) Santa. Why Why is this happening? Santa is holding a bong that is taller than me. (laughs) He says, what the hell are you doing here? The woman on the TV says, missile my toe. (laughs) Roast my chestnut. Egg my nog. (laughs) Sam and Dean look uncomfortable. Then Dean starts singing Silent Night. And Sam joins in. 
Santa looks very happy that carolers are there, and he starts singing, too. <laughs> Sam drags Dean out of the trailer. Okay, that was just, like, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so we cut to inside a house beautifully decorated for the holidays. We hear a thump on the roof, and a young boy goes downstairs to investigate. He sees Ash coming down into the fireplace. The boy says, Santa, you're early. Then evil Santa is there. We don't get to see much of him, only like parts of his suit, and he looks totally drenched in blood and gore. Mm -hmm. The little boy looks shocked at the sight of him, but says nothing. Evil Santa walks upstairs with a sack, and we hear a woman (laughs) scream. (laughs) Okay, I say sack a couple times in here, and if you're going to giggle every time I say sack, this is going to be rough. (laughs) I'm not saying don't giggle, because I giggled when I was writing it. (laughs) Get up, Okay, so evil Santa walks upstairs with his sack, and we hear a woman scream. Then Santa comes back downstairs, dragging his sack, which has someone struggling inside. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. The struggle is real, folks. (laughs) So we cut to morning at the same house. Sam and Dean are there in suits, talking to the young boy's mom. Dean says, so that's how your son described the attack? Santa took daddy up the chimney. The mom says, that's what he said. Yes, I was asleep. And all of a sudden, I was being dragged out of bed screaming. Sam asks, did you see the attacker? She shakes her head and says, it was dark and he hit me. He knocked me out. Dean says, I'm sorry. I know this is hard. Sam says, where did you get that wreath above the fireplace? She says, excuse me? Sam says, just curious, you know. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking away from the house. Dean says, wreaths, huh? You sure you didn't want to ask her about her shoes? I saw some nice handbags in the foyer. (laughs) Sam says, we've seen that wreath before, Dean, at the Welsh's yesterday. Dean says, I know. I was just testing you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Sam is getting off the phone with Bobby. To Dean, he says, well, we're not dealing with the anti-clause. Dean says, what did Bobby say? Sam says, uh, that were morons. <laughs> he also said that it was probably Meadowsweet in those rees. Dean says, wow, amazing. What the hell is Meadowsweet? Sam says, it's pretty rare, and it's probably the most powerful plant in pagan lore. See, they use Meadowsweet for human sacrifices. It was kind of like chum for their gods. Gods were drawn to it, and they'd stop by, and they'd stop by and snack on whatever was the nearest human. That sounded weird. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Dean says, why would somebody be using that for Christmas wreaths? Sam says, it's not as crazy as it sounds, Dean. I mean, pretty much every Christmas tradition is pagan. Dean says, Christmas is Jesus's birthday. <laughs> Sam says, no, Jesus's birthday was probably in the fall. It was actually the winter solstice festival that was co-opted by the church and renamed Christmas. But I mean, the Yule log, the tree, even Santa's red suit, that's all remnants of pagan worship. Dean says, how do you know that? What are you going to tell me next? Easter Bunny's Jewish? (laughs) So do you think we're dealing with a pagan god? Sam says, yeah, probably Hold Nikar, god of the winter solstice. Sorry. (laughs) God of the winter solstice. Dean says, and all these Martha Stewart wannabes buying these fancy wreaths. Sam says, yep, it's pretty much like putting a neon sign on your front door saying, come kill us. When you sacrifice (laughs) to Hold Nikar, guess what he gives you in return? Dean says, lap dances, hopefully. (laughs) Jeez. Sam says, mild winter. I'm sorry, mild weather. Wow, I am drunk right now. (laughs) (laughs) I am having problems. (laughs) Okay. I'm currently. I can read my notes. What are you doing with your hair? Okay, listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> I decided that I, it'd be interesting for it to be wavy tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm braiding it. Okay, I got it. She's So she's divided her hair into four pieces. <laughs> she's braided two of them and tied them together with one, with, with one hair tie in front of her neck. So it's like laying on her chest like one of those weird hippie necklaces. <laughs> Now she's, okay. now she's going for the other two. Well, I think it's going to have to be five pieces because I got too much hair. My hair's too thick. I'm so jealous. So jealous. I mean, I'd give you some if I... You could have some blonde highlights in your hair. Okay. I guess I could. You could. You could You could do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might look funny with some bald patches, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. <sighs> Nobody will know. I got so much hair, it'll hide it. Okay, so... Dean says, laugh <laughs> dances, hopefully. Sam says, mild weather. Dean says, kind of like no snow in winter in the middle of Michigan. Do we know how to kill it yet? Sam says, no, Bobby's working on that right now. we got to figure out where they're selling these wreaths. Dean asks, you think they're selling them on purpose? Feeding the victims to this thing? Sam says, let's find out. So we cut to a little Christmas shop. Sam and Dean walk in, and the man at the counter says, help you guys? Dean says, uh, hope so. We were playing Jenga with the Walshes the other night, and he hasn't shut up, or, and he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't shut up since about this Christmas wreath. I don't know. You tell him. Sam, looking very unamused, says, sure, it was yummy. <laughs> He's just like, okay, Sam always gets thrown under the bus. <laughs> he totally it's does. always am. I love it. You know, I never even noticed that until this, like, rewatch that we're doing. Yeah. I never noticed how it's much like, Dean does that to Sam. Oh, my gosh. All the time. Yeah. I love it. Um, the shop guy says, I sell a lot of wreaths, guys. Sam says, right. But you see, this one would have been really special. It had green leaves and white buds on it. It might have been made out of meadow sweet. The shop guy says, well, aren't you a fussy one? I love it. You know, <laughs> Dean says, he is. The shop guy says, anyway, I know the one you're talking about. I'm all out. Dean says, it seems like this Meadowsweet stuff's rare and expensive. Why make reeds out of it? Shop guy says, beats me. I didn't make them. Dean's like, who did? And shop guy says, Madge Kerrigan, a local lady, said the reeds were so special she gave them to me for free. <laughs> Dean says, did you sell them for free? Shop guy says, hell no. It's Christmas. People pay a buttload for this crap. I mean, really, though. <laughs> yeah, for real. Dean says, that's the spirit. So we cut back to Sam and Dean's motel room. Dean says, how much do you think a metal sweet wreath would cost? Sam says, a couple hundred dollars at least. I can't believe people pay hundreds of dollars for wreaths. No, no, I wouldn't. Like, yeah. listen, go out in your backyard and get some sticks and tie yeah. them together. <laughs> like, uh-uh. I'd do that before I pay that much money for a wreath any day. Exactly. So Dean says, this lady's giving them away for free. What do you think about that? Sam says, well, sounds pretty suspicious. Dean says, remember that wreath dad brought home that one year? Sam says, do you mean the one he stole from, like, a liquor store? <laughs> Dean says, yeah, it was a bunch of empty beer cans. That thing was great. I mean, that's kind of awesome, though. Yeah. Redneck Christmas. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dean says, I bet if I looked around hard enough, I could probably find one just like it. Or he Sam's, could just make one with all the beer that he drinks. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> Sam says, all right, dude, what's going on with you? I mean, since when are you Bing Crosby all of a sudden? Yeah. What do you want to do Christmas, or why do you want to do Christmas so bad? Dean asks, why are you so against it? Were your childhood memories that traumatic? Sam says, no, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, I just don't get it. You haven't talked about Christmas in years. 
Dean says, well, yeah, this is my last year. Sam says, I know. That's why I can't. Dean says. He's playing that card. (laughs) This is really a nice moment, I thought, where Dean was like, yeah, this is my last year. Yeah. I mean, I thought. I did think that is like, oh, I want to have a nice last Christmas with my brother. But also at the same time, he's like kind of trying to guilt Sam into like doing Christmas because he's like, oh, it's my last one. You know, I didn't like, get that feeling. I, I I think he's been doing that with like all the women he's been sleeping with. Oh, probably, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't feel that he was guilting Sam here. I think Sam should have realized that that's why Dean wanted to do it. And yeah. it kind of looked like. Like, when Dean said it, like, it wasn't something he really realized until he said it himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I didn't get, like, the guilt vibe there. I mean, I don't think he was, like, actively trying to guilt Sammy. I shouldn't say that. But, like, Mm -hmm. it was definitely, like, part of it for Sam would have been guilt. Okay. I get it. Um, Dean (laughs) says, what do you mean? Sam says, I mean, I can't just sit around drinking eggnog, pretending everything's okay, when I know that next Christmas you'll be dead. I just can't. Dean just nods, and then they sit there in silence. Well, I cry. <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. Um, <laughs> so we cut to a flashback. Uh, young Dean walks into their motel room, and young Sam says, thought you went out. Dean says, yeah, to get you dinner. He throws Sam some Funyuns and says, don't forget your vegetables. <laughs> I love it. I do, too. They sit down on their beds, and Sam says, I know why you keep a gun under your pillow. Dean says, no, you don't. Stay out of my stuff. (laughs) Sam says, I know why we lay down salt everywhere we go. Dean says, no, you don't. Shut up. Sam pulls out their dad's journal, and Dean says, where'd you get that? That's dad's. He's going to kick your ass for reading that. (laughs) Sam says, our monster's real. Dean says, what? You're crazy. Sam says, tell me. Dean says, I swear, if you ever tell dad I told you any of this, I will end you. (laughs) Sam says, promise. Dean says, well, the first thing you have to know is that we have the coolest dad in the world. He's a superhero. Monsters are real. And dad fights them. He's fighting them right now. Sam says, but dad said the monsters on, under my bed weren't real. Dean it's says, like, I know. <laughs> Dean says, that's because he had already checked under there. But yeah, they're real. Almost everything's real. Sam asks, is Santa real? Dean says, no. Sam looks crushed and then says, if monsters are real, then they could get us. They could get me. Dean says, dad's not going to let that happen to you. Sam says, but what if they get him? Dean says, they aren't going to get dad. Dad, Dad's like the best. Sam says, I read in dad's book that they got mom. Dean says, it's complicated, Sam. Sam says, if they got mom, they can get dad. And if they can get dad, they can get us. Dean says, it's not like that. Okay, dad's fine. We're fine. Trust me. You okay? Sam says, yeah, but he looks a little overwhelmed and tearful. Dean says, hey, dad's going to be here for Christmas, just like he always is. Sam says, I just want to go to sleep, okay? He lays down and starts actually crying. This is heartbreaking. It is very, very awful to watch. Like, he's got to deal with monsters being real and no Santa, and he doesn't have any, like, parental figure there no to help him no he's just I got mean, dean. dean dean's doing dean's doing as best he can but he's only but 13 he's himself still a kid, you yeah know? exactly <laughs> so dean says it'll be all better when you wake up you'll see i promise so we cut back to present day sam and dean walk up to the house of the lady who made the meadow sweet race her name is madge kerrigan the outside of the house is all decked out in holiday decor 
Dean says, so this is where Mrs. Wreath lives. Can you just feel the evil pagan vibe? <laughs> they knock on the door and Madge answers. Dean says, please tell me you're the Madge Kerrigan who makes the metal sweet wreaths. She says, why, yes, I am. Sam says, well, we were just admiring your wreaths in Mr. Siler's place the other day. She says, you were? Well, isn't that meadow sweet? Just the finest smelling thing you ever smelled. <laughs> They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sam says, it sure is. But see, the problem is all of your wreaths have sold out before we got a chance to buy one. Madge says, oh, fudge. Dean <laughs> says, you wouldn't have another one that we could buy from you, would you? She says, no, I'm afraid that those were the only ones I had for the season. Dean says, tell me something. Why did you decide to make them out of meadow sweet? She says, why, the smell, of course. I don't think I've ever spilled anything finer. Sam says, yeah, you mentioned that. Then Mr. Kerrigan comes to the door. His first name is Edward. He says, what's going on, honey? She says, well, just some nice boys asking about my wreaths, dear. He says, oh, the wreaths are fine. Fine wreaths. Care for some peanut brittle? <laughs> Dean reaches for some, but Sam stops him and says, we're okay. So we cut to the Martell room. Sam is doing research. Dean is sharpening steaks. <laughs> Sam says, I knew it. Something was off with those two. The Kerrigans lived in Seattle last year, where two abductions took place right around Christmas. They moved here in January. All that Christmas crap in their house wasn't boughs of holly. It was vervain and mint. Serious pagan stuff. Mm. Dean says, so what? Ozzy and Harriet are keeping a pagan god hidden underneath their plastic-covered couch? Sam says, I don't know. We've got to check them out. So what about Bobby? He's sure evergreen steaks will kill, will kill this thing, right? Dean says, yeah, he's sure. So we cut to the Kerrigan's house. Sam and Dean lockpick their way in. Dean touches the plastic protected couch and whispers, see, plastic. I've never understood that. I have never yeah. understood the plastic on the couches. Because first of all, like, the whole point of having a couch is being comfortable on it. Exactly. And the plastic just, like, puts this hard layer around it and it's, like, crinkly. And then it's, I know. You, like, you sweat a little bit, you're going to slide right off. I know. <laughs> or you stick to it. Oh, you know? yeah. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's so nasty. Yeah, I don't like it at I all. Just, so they creep around the house and Sam finds the locked door to the basement. So they go down and the place is covered in blood and bones and fluids. Nasty Ugh. stuff. Sam finds Santa's sack hanging on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he touches it. <laughs> and it starts moving because there's someone inside still alive. Um, then Madge is there, and she grabs Sam by the neck and lifts him up against the wall. She's strong she for is an old lady. so strong. Dean rushes to help Sam, but Edward knocks him out. Madge says to Sam, gosh, I wish you boys hadn't come down here. <laughs> then Madge and Edward's faces go all dead and ghostly for a second. And I'd like to say that for once, it wasn't Sam getting knocked out. It was Dean. <laughs> I know. You're totally right. I mean, I'm right. sure he probably did get knocked out, too. Yeah, he's probably, yeah. Well, listen, I wrote. And Madge knocks Sam out. <laughs> that was my next note. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, there we go. I always tend to do that. I tend to like, oh, hey, this is a thing. And then you're like, and then this is a thing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's okay. That just, that just means you're thinking about it. It's I fine. Mean, you know. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Dean waking up tied, uh, tied back to back in chairs. Sam says, Dean, you okay? Dean says, yeah, I think so. Sam says, so I guess we're dealing with Mr. and Mrs. God. Nice to know. <laughs> Madge and Edward come into the room and Madge says, ooh, and here we thought you two lazy bones were going to sleep straight through all the fun stuff. Dean says, and miss all this? Nah, we're partiers. <laughs> Edward says, isn't he a kick in the pants, honey? You hunters. Oh, he says, your hunters is what you are. 
Dean says, and you're pagan gods, so why don't we just call it even and go our separate ways? <laughs> Edward says, what, so you can bring back some more hunters and kill us? I don't think so. Sam says, you should have thought about that before you went snacking on humans. Edward says, oh, now, don't get all wet. Madge says, ooh, why, we used to take over a hundred tributes a year, and that's a fact. Now, what do we take? Two? Three? Edward says, Hardy Boys here makes five. Madge says, ooh, that's not bad, is it? Dean says, well, when you say it like that, I guess you guys are the Cunninghams. I have no idea who the Cunninghams are. I don't know. I feel like it's probably some sort of, like, I'm just, before I look it up right now, I'm going to say it's a leave it to beaver thing. (laughs) Okay. I have no idea. Um, Cunninghams. To kill a mockingbird? Oh, you know what? I did look that up, and I don't remember anything about it still. But I remember to kill a mockingbird. To kill a mockingbird. Um, there's also a, an American band originally formed in 1996 in Seattle, Washington. Go Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Edward says, you, mister, better show us a little respect. Sam says, or what? You'll eat us. Edward Edward says, not so fast. There's rituals to be followed first. Madge says, oh, we're just sticklers for ritual. Edward says, and you know what kicks off the whole shebang? Dean says, let me guess. Meadow sweet. Oh, what does he say? Oh, shucks. That's a shucks. Oh, shucks. You're all out of race. I guess we'll just have to cancel the sacrifice, huh? Madge says, oh, don't be such a gloomy guess. She puts some dried meadow sweet around their necks and says, there, don't they just look darling? Edward says, good enough to eat. All righty, Rue. Step number two. He walks over to Sam with a knife and cuts Sam's forearm. Dean yells, leave him alone, you son of a bitch. Edward says, hear how they talk to us? To gods. Listen, pal, back in the day, we were worshipped by millions. Dean says, times have changed. Edward says, tell me about it. All of a sudden, this Jesus character is the hot new thing in town. All of a sudden, our altars are being burned down, and we're being hunted down like common monsters. Madge says, but did we say a peep? Oh, no, we did not. Two millennium, we kept a low profile. We got jobs, a mortgage. We, what was that word, dear? Edward says, we assimilated. (laughs) Madge says, yes, we assimilated. Why, we play bridge on Thursdays and Fridays. We're just like everybody else. Dean says, you're not blending in as smooth as you think, lady. (laughs) Madge says to Dean, this might pinch a bit, dear. Then she cuts his forearm and collects the blood. Dean says, you bitch. Madge says, oh, my goodness me. Somebody owes a nickel to the swear jar. (laughs) Oh, do you know what I say when I feel like swearing? Fudge. Dean says, I'll try and remember that. (laughs) Edward says, you boys have no idea how lucky you are. There was a time when kids came from miles around just to be sitting where you are. He approaches Sam with some fucked up looking pliers. (laughs) Sam says, what do you think you're doing with those? Dean says to Madge, you fudging touch me again and I'll fudging kill you. I think that's the closest that they've come to the F word. Fudging. Yeah, I think so. In the whole series, like in the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think they've ever. I think you're right. I can't. Come closer to that. Yeah. (laughs) Or closer than that. Sorry. Right, right. Madge says, very good. And then cuts (laughs) Dean's arm and collects the blood. Edward grabs Sam's hand and pulls off a whole fingernail. Oh, my God. It was the worst thing to watch. Oh, it makes me want to vomit. Like, Uh, I have discovered 
fingernail stuff, teeth stuff, and eyeball stuff. Mm-hmm. I cannot handle. I have to look away or yeah. else I get like, oh, you know. Like, it I was hard to watch. That was hard to watch because they show it the whole time, mm-hmm. the fingernail coming out. Okay. Which, okay. You know, if I think about it, I'm like, okay, I know that's probably, like, a fake fingernail that they've glued on there yeah, yeah. that just, like, gets pulled off or whatever. But, like, also, it looks real enough to where it just freaks me out and I can't deal with yeah, it. Yeah, it does look real. It does look real. It's pretty gross. So imagine Edward uh, mix the blood and nail with some sweet in a bowl. Madge says, what else, dear? Edward says, well, let's see. Fingernail, blood, Oh, sweet Peter on a popsicle stick. I forgot the tooth. Edward holds up some more pliers, and Dean says, Merry Christmas, Sam. (laughs) Edward goes over to Dean and says, Open wide and say, Ah. He puts the pliers in Dean's mouth, but just then the doorbell rings. Thank goodness. (laughs) Dean says, Is someone going to get that? You should get that. So imagine Edward open the door. It's a neighbor. She says, Merry Christmas, and hands them a fruitcake. (laughs) Edward says, I told you I smelled fruitcake. Madge says, you shouldn't have. Then the neighbor says, bite your tongue. It's my pleasure. Uh, Say, Neil and I are going caroling. You care to join? Madge says, you know we would. And Edward says, it's my back. Darn thing's giving me fits. The neighbor says, oh, that's a shame. Well, Merry Christmas. Here are, are we still on for bridge tomorrow? Edward says, with bells on. So they all say their goodbyes. And when they close the door, Madge drops the fruitcake on the ground and Edward steps on it. They go, they go back into the pantry where Sam and Dean were tied up, but Sam and Dean are gone. Then the two doors to the pantry slam, clo- slam closed. I it was a kitchen. It was more of a pantry. Oh. It's a big room, though, with, like, a kind of an island where they were putting their, like, herbs and sacrificial fluids. Yeah. But, it's defi- <laughs> sacrificial fluids. <laughs> but it's definitely, like, a pantry area, not oh, the kitchen. Yeah, it was a kitchen. Huh. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I like... I was confused by that, too. I was like, why is there a table in their pantry? So I, like, really looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the two doors to the pantry slam closed, and Sam and Dean struggled to keep them shut. Dean manages to keep uh, one door shut by opening a drawer, blocking the door. So he goes over to Sam and says, what do we do now? The evergreen steak's in the basement. Sam says, well, we need more evergreen, Dean. <laughs> he looks at the Christmas tree and says, I think we just found us some more. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. How lovely are your branches. 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 Oh, boy. It's fine. <laughs> You've been drinking. I mean, not that much. <laughs> I would say five shots is pretty good. Almost six, because that last one. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was a half. Oh, well, it's, it's pretty big. <laughs> uh, so they push a cabinet in front of the door and knock the Christmas tree Aww. over and start tearing off branches. <laughs> I just dumped a bunch of water on my notes. <laughs> it's oh, fine. No. It's totally fine. It'll be okay. They'll dry. They don't bleed everywhere. They'll dry just fine. Oh, it's multiple pages that it's soaked through. Oh. At least those ones are blank so we'll just we're just gonna hold these for a little okay. while until I try. all right so um they knock the christmas tree over and start tearing off branches then edward and madge are there edward and dean start fighting madge says to sam you little thing i love that tree they start to fight but sam stabs her with a tree branch edward yells madge and she dies and then dean stabs edward with a tree branch and edward dies Sam says, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. so we cut to flashback Sam and Dean. Sam is sleeping and Dean shakes him awake. 
Dean says, Dad was here. Look what he brought. There's a little Christmas tree and some presents. Sam says, Dad was here? Why didn't he try to wake me up? Dean says, he tried like a thousand times. Did I tell you he would give us a Christmas or what? Go on, dive in. Sam opens a present and it's Sapphire Barbie. <laughs> Dean says, Dad probably thinks you're a girl. Sam says, shut up, and then opens another present. It's a baton with streamers. I mean, I kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, Dad never showed, did he? Dean says, yeah, he did, I swear. Sam says, Dean, where'd you get all this stuff? Dean says, nice house up the block. I swear I didn't know they were chick presents. Look, I'm sure Dad would have been here if he could. Sam says, if he's alive. Dean says, don't say that. Of course he's alive. He's Dad. Sam smiles and hands Dean the present he wrapped up to give to his dad. He hands it to Dean and says, here, take this. Dean says, no, that's for dad. Sam says, dad lied to me. I want you to have it. Dean says, you sure? Sam says, I'm sure. So Dean opens it up and it's a necklace amulet that we see grown up Sam wearing, grown up Dean wearing. It's the Samulet. It's the Samulet. I love that thing. Oh, I love it. I had... I still do have one, maybe. I have one on a, on a necklace upstairs. Yeah, like a cord type thing. Yeah. I think you got it for me. I think so. I like the first convention that you went to. Yeah. And I feel like it's in my jewelry box, maybe, hanging in there somewhere. I had one hanging for my rear view mirror, but... Um, I did have mine hanging there, too, but then... Um, now we have the we other... We have our charms. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse it's me. It's like a chain thing with a bunch of charms hanging off it's really cool it's got like the colt and salt and the baby, little like baby yeah some angel grace mm-hmm. i think there's like a, a moose blade and there's moose and squirrel mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah that's really one cool. of my favorite con purchases possession thing yeah, yeah yeah um so dean says thank you sam i love it so we cut back to tip <laughs> we cut back to present day Sam is sitting in their motel room. Dean walks in and sees that Sam has set up a Christmas tree decorated with car air fresheners. <laughs> Sam says, I know. It's so cute. Yeah. Sam says, hey, you get the beer? Dean says, what's all this? Sam says, what do you think it is? It's Christmas. Dean says, what made you change your mind? Sam just smiles and hands Dean a cup. Sam says, try the eggnog. Let me know if it needs more kick. Dean takes a sip and makes a face like it has plenty of kick. (laughs) Dean says, no, we're good. Sam says, good. Well, have a seat. Let's do Christmas stuff or whatever. Dean says, all right, first things first. He hands Sam two presents in brown paper bags and says, Merry Christmas, Sam. (laughs) Sam says, where'd you get these? Dean says, someplace special, the gas mart down the street. (laughs) Open them up. Sam says, well, great minds think alike, and hands Dean two presents wrapped in newspaper. <laughs> Sam opens his presents, and it's two skin magazines and a bottle of shaving cream. <laughs> Dean says, you like? Sam says, yeah, yeah. So Dean opens his presents, and it's motor oil and a candy bar. He <laughs> says, hey, look at this. Fuel for me and fuel for my baby. And he's so excited about it, too. Yeah, he is. He's Super like, this cute. Is the best Christmas ever. Yeah. <laughs> he says, these are awesome. Thanks. Dean uh, holds up his eggnog and says, Merry Christmas, bro. They clink cups and drink. Sam says, Hey, Dean. Then there's a long pause, and he looks like he's going to cry. Instead, he says, Do you feel like watching the game? Dean (laughs) says, Absolutely. So they sit back and watch the TV. End credits. (sighs) It's so good. I I love it, but I hate it. This was probably, I'm going to say in the, whole series the best flashback 
I think. There's there's one other um, that I can't talk about right now that yeah. that moved me as much as these flashbacks did. Yeah. But, and mostly, it's mostly the the receiving of the Samulet that really gets me, you know, mm-hmm. because. So, Dean got it when he's, what, 13? Something like that. He's still got it in his 30s. He he's literally been wearing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just adorable and precious. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's interesting because, like, so Daddy Winchester was supposed to have it. And so it was like, a gift from Bobby. So, I mean, Bobby is the one who found it. Yeah. And gave it to Sam to give to their dad. Yeah. This will all become very relevant, revenant, (laughs) revenant. This will all become relevant later. What is it? Season relevant. (laughs) I said it again. No, Um, twelve. No, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. Somewhere from like eleven on. Yeah, is when it's like, oh, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like that thing. I do. And it was. It's so weird because, like, if Daddy Winchester would have had it. Like, I'm sure after he died that one of the boys probably would have taken it or whatever. Maybe. But, like... Yeah, you never know. It could have ended up at, in his, like, storage facility or... Well, because like, he died knows? in the hospital, though, with both of them Right, but who knows there. if he would have been wearing it. Oh, yeah, no, who knows? I mean, probably... Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's one of those, like, Daddy Winchester is not really, like... He's kind of sentimental, but not enough to where I think he would actually wear it. It, Like, he'd wear it for a little while and then just, like, put it in a corner somewhere. Or it's, like, in the glove compartment of baby, maybe, or something. You know, like, not not there. But, anyways, so I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) The first one being that this is, like, super similar to the Krampus movie that we watched. It was, like, the... You're right. I think that movie was just called Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, just, like, how they did everything, you know, getting sucked up the chimney yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like, I think that's probably what they were going for. I, I mean, obviously it. not that movie, because this movie was made, like, way after this aired. Yes, but, like, that's that, true. the legend, probably, they is what mm-hmm. they were going more for. But mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, hmm, I've seen this before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like I mean, it. other than I've seen this before, but... <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the reindeer in that, like, Christmas tree lot... There was somebody dressed as a reindeer that just like super look un- looked underwhelmed, you know. Like, oh, I don't remember a reindeer costume. Just, it stuck out to me for some reason. There's this person in a reindeer costume, like as they're going in, is leaving, and just looked like, oh my gosh, get me out of here. <laughs> that you sounds know? great. I totally I hate missed it. it. But yeah, that I thought that was pretty funny. Um, also, I'm super surprised that they kept. Uh, the whole monster thing from Sam for so long. Yeah, I. it doesn't seem very realistic. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was just super sheltered. They didn't want him to deal with it, is my guess. They just didn't want him to be involved. Or right. maybe they were going to wait until he was older. Because, like, Dean was involved at Sam's age. He was, yeah. So, like, why would Sam not be involved? I don't know. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, that does seem weird to me, too. All I can think of is that they were like, you know, Dean's mission in life is to protect Sam. And that yeah. was just part of it, you know, keeping him in the dark about it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was just strange because I was just like, how do you do that all the time and yeah. have the other kid know and not say anything, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. he had no idea. I know. Which is just odd to me. I don't know. It, it just didn't make sense. 
Also, <laughs> when Dean is making those spikes in the hotel room, or the steaks or whatever, yeah, yeah. those wood shavings are going everywhere but the trash can. Right. Like, he's just flinging them all over the place. It's like, why do you even have a trash can in front of you? Like, it's not doing yeah. any good. Um, but, uh, so, every, it, when you said the anti-claws or whatever and it just reminds me of auntie grandpa for killing oh yeah it was so funny my my cousin's parents are so who my aunt uncle um killian calls them grandma and grandpa too but um my my dad so my dad and his brother look very very similar oh my gosh yeah and so when killian was little it was a little confusing for him like Mm -hmm. who was who um so we called my dad grandpa and then my uncle Scott, the anti-grandpa, mm-hmm. and that went on for a while. He doesn't call it; he just calls him grandpa now, but for a while he just called him anti-grandpa, and it was so cute. Yeah. I legit thought that they were twins for, like, the longest yeah. time. Yeah. And I said, I think it was just recently, I think, that I was like, oh, you know, there." I said something about them looking so similar or whatever, and you're like, oh, really? Because, like, they're not the same age. I was like, what? No, they, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't remember, I don't know the the age difference between them. It's, it's at least four years, maybe more. Yeah. They have a sister who's right between the two of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just thought it was so funny. I thought that they were twins. I, I know. Every they- now and then people will mistake them for twins, and my dad gets so excited because he's older. <laughs> And my uncle Scott's just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, funny. But yeah. So that just reminded me of that. Um, also, the moral of this whole entire <laughs> episode is if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Right. Like. <laughs> right. It just, and I mean, that's like all of life. Really. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. <laughs> if it seems too good to be true, it is too good to be yeah. true. So beware. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that, those are my thoughts. I don't think I had anything else. I don't. I, I just, I want to say this is one of my favorite episodes. I mean, I'm going to say that about a lot of episodes. <laughs> this is in the top 15. Yeah. I, I like that. I really like the humor in this. I love the like pagan God who says, oh, fudge instead of swearing. Yeah. I love the scary Christmas time. I love that scene, um, I think it's the last time you see Krampus come down the chimney with his, with his sack mm-hmm. and he goes up the stairs. Um, I love um, how the little kid who's watching all this, how terrified he looks the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I said it, but like Anti-Claus like goes like towards him like he's going to grab the kid, but he's really just going for a plate of cookies. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just love it. I just yeah. love this whole episode. Yeah. I do, like... It's kind of a feel-good episode for me. I wouldn't say it's a feel-good episode for me. I think overall, the sense that I got after watching this was just like... (laughs) But, um... I gotta say, I do remember this more than some of the other ones from the first season so far. It just has the right balance of terror... And humor mm-hmm. and the sentimental, yeah. you know, with Sam and Dean having not just the flashbacks and the emotions of that, but, you know, current day, like, this is Dean's last Christmas and Sam being like, okay, we are going to celebrate this. Yeah. You know, I just, it just had the right mix of all of those to be a really standout episode for me. Yeah. 
So what was your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, God. There are some really good moments in this one. Um, I've got two. The first <laughs> one is when um, they're in the, the Santa's village or whatever that is. <laughs> and... Um, and Sam was like, no, no, to the elf. He's like, we just came here to watch the kids or whatever. And the girl's like, ew. <laughs> but she doesn't do anything. She just, like, walks she away. She just says ew and walks away. But, yeah. you know, she's thinking, like, pervy pervs. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, not going to lie, Santa was quite the perv. Because he said, he was like, oh, you get a special gift or whatever. Yeah, he was creepy. Like, You're such a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is okay. Yeah, that was super creepy. Anyways, what was the other one? Um, definitely the end scene. You know, yeah. just that whole scene with the, with the drink my spiked eggnog and <laughs> I'm gonna give you gifts mm-hmm. and Sam decorated a little tree with <laughs> air fresheners. That place had to smell bad. Oh, I'm sure. Ugh, oh God. my gosh. Speaking of air fresheners, I. <laughs> I was meeting Jessica for lunch today, mm-hmm. and the car that was parked next to me had, like, eight air fresheners all hanging from their wind, like, all completely uncovered, because usually... You have to keep the cover on you, it. You, like, keep like the a- cover on it somewhat, but there was eight of them in, like, God. at least, there was a huge wad, like, I mean, they weren't even able to hang down straight, you know, like, they were just kind of, like, in a bunch hanging down. There's so many of them in that car, and I'm like, that car's gotta smell horrible, or yeah. they're, like, smoking weed or something in there, so it stinks, and they're trying to get rid of the smell, or I don't yeah. know, but, like, it's just kind of like, ugh, or just smoking in general, I don't know, but. That sounds gross. That, it was just like, why? Yeah. The, the blue ones. They were the all little blue. blue trees. They were oh. all blue. Gross. I don't know what the blue ones I don't are. Either. But all to even if they did smell good, that many together can't be okay. I you can know? only assume that they like do one until it stops working and then they just add another one. Like they just haven't taken the old ones off. I mean, I there hope is that's a what's lot happening. of them. Yeah. There is a, like a huge amount. There is a stack of them hanging from there. And so I'm like, that can't be Normal. And you would think that would, like, really block your vision. Because that's oh, yeah. taking up a good chunk of the windshield at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But, ugh, it was, it was disgusting looking. So what was your favorite moment? Um, my favorite moment was when they busted into the Santa trailer and oh, yeah. just started singing Silent Night because <laughs> they didn't know what else to do. They're like, Silent. And they just, like, started making up words because they had no idea yeah. what was going on. And, like, the Santa Claus was just, like, going along with it and singing Silent Night. And yeah. And like, okay. He was so happy yeah. that there were carolers. In his house, of all places. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I don't think this is how this normally works, but we're going to just go with it, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I loved it. But, yeah. Um, so, our interesting facts from this episode... Um, in the end scene where the boys are having Christmas, Sam hands Dean a glass of eggnog and ask him, asks him if it needs more kick. The glass was supposed to be non-alcoholic, but Jared Padalecki actually dumped most of a bottle of rum into the glass without telling Jensen. Uh, Dean's look of surprise and cough when he drank it were both genuine reactions. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that like, story. Like, you're trying to poison me, dude. Um... <laughs> uh, During the filming of this episode, Jared, who had been having some personal issues, had a really bad panic attack. The doctor suggested that he may have been clinically depressed. Um, While Jared seems to have overcome this or at least manage it well, it was still a factor for him when he ran his Always Keep Fighting campaign in early 
2015, selling shirts with Sam Winchester. Selling shirts with Sam Winchester's portrait in the slogan to benefit the charity to write love on her arms. This is a charity that raises awareness and provides aid to people suffering from depression, depression and related illnesses. And they still run that. Oh yeah. They're. I don't know if they. I think they they sell the shirts on and off. I'm I don't not think it's sure. like a constant thing that you can buy them. It's usually like a. Or you know you might be able to. I think what they do is they probably like make different shirts and like every once in a while they're like, oh here we have a new one or yeah we're running this again for a while or whatever like get your shirts mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Um, I think all of it's pretty cool. It is absolutely cool. Yeah. Um, I think this fandom too um, seems to be. I don't mean this in any bad way, but like kind of full of misfits. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of misfits. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, myself included, have a lot of mental health issues. And so it's it's nice to see, not that you wish that on anybody else, but that, you know, the actors are, Mm -hmm. you know, you can relate. You can totally relate to them. And Mm -hmm. they're open about it. It helps other people be open about it and all that. So I've noticed just the conventions that I've gone to, there's a lot of people that seem to have some sort of mental, like, I wouldn't necessarily say disorders or, like, I don't know. But you can tell that there's a lot of people that are very, like, emotionally out there or, like, you know, like, it's so interesting listening to, like, the panels because a Mm -hmm. lot of them are talking about, like, I struggle with this or I struggle with this. Like, what do you do? Which is totally, I mean, like. That's fine. I, str- I struggle. Yeah. You know? I have my own it, issues. It's and... just interesting because that's a lot of the questions it seems like. It is. Yeah. You know, like there's, it seems to be, I struggle with this. What should I do? Or like, how do I get into acting? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, it's just interesting. But it's kind of cool because everybody gets together and they're just like, I mean, it is a family. Everybody just supports everybody. And yeah. they're like, oh, you struggle with this? Great. I struggle with this. Let's be best friends, you know? Right. Like, totally. <laughs> whatever. It works, you know? Um, oh, so this one is Dean asks Sam, who, so was I right? Is it the serial killing chimney sweep? To which Sam replies, yep, it's actually Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke is famous for playing Bert, the singing, dancing chimney sweep from the Disney classic Mary Poppins in 1964. I love that movie. I do love that movie. I gotta buy it. I think Killian's the right age to watch it. Well, he's not the right age to sit through a whole movie yet. <laughs> he might like it, though. I hope he... Uh, yeah, we'll There's have nothing, to watch like, it. scary or anything in it, really. Right. Yeah. I mean... I just can't get him to sit through... He won't sit and watch things that aren't cartoons right now. Mm. He's got, like, a five-minute span. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't have cartoons. I know Mary Poppins does have some cartoon parts to it, but... Some, yeah. yeah. That might pique his interest a little bit more, but I think he'd lose interest in the other parts. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Another year or two, and he'll be able to sit through a whole movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm so excited for Frozen 2 coming out. Oh, I know. <laughs> I want to see it. And, like, the live-action Lion King, because that's my favorite oh, Disney really? movie. Oh, really? Okay. Like, at, at least out of the classic ones. Mm-hmm. I do like Frozen and Tangled and that sort of, of stuff. Of course. But, um, yeah, out of all the classic Disney movies, i got to say Lion King's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. So Lion King and Aladdin, I'm super excited for the live-action one, because Aladdin, I think, is coming out before Lion King. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. It's coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, yeah, I want to see that one. I um, I think I heard that there might be like a Little Mermaid coming out too. I heard that too, but I just haven't heard anything since it was like announced that it's going to happen. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. So uh, my guess is that if it is, it's probably not going to be for a while. But. Yeah. <sighs> anyways. That's okay. <laughs> It's fine. I guess I'll live until it comes out. <laughs> um, so Edward Kerrigan tells his wife that killing Sam and Dean, so this is the god guy, Yeah. Um, tells his wife that killing Sam and Dean, the Hardy Boys here, makes five. That, that sentence isn't great. Um, he's no. referring to the main characters from the 1920s mystery book series, The Hardy Boys, the teenage amateur detectives, Frank and Joe Hardy, which is basically like the boy version of Nancy Drew. Right, right. Like, and it was so funny because I think they were, like, published by the same um, source. Because, yeah. like, all the Nancy Drew books look exactly the same as all the Hardy Boys books. Like, I think the Nancy Drew books were all, like, yellow covers, and... Hardy Boys are blue. Hardy Boys were blue. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same author. It might have been. I have no idea. Author. But, like, they all were pretty much the same thing, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, Dean says, so what, Ozzy and Harriet are keeping a pagan god hidden, um, under their plastic-covered couch. He's referring to Ozzy and Harriet Nelson, who starred in the 1950s TV sitcom The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, based on their own wholesome American family. I have no memory of the, watching that. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Um. How does Dean know that and not Mary Poppins? I know, right? That's bullshit. Jeez. Come on, dude. Get like caught up on your Disney because <laughs> he does make Disney references later yeah not ton I can't think of one but I believe it I feel like I I vaguely remember him making some variety of Disney reference at some point maybe a couple of times but okay anyway I don't remember I yeah I don't remember specifics <laughs> um Sam asked Dean I mean since what when are you Bing Crosby all of a sudden? Why do you want to do Christmas so bad? From his recording of White Christmas in 1942 to his duet with David Bowie of Little Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth in 1977 and his movies Holiday Inn and White Christmas, in addition to his annual televised Christmas specials, Bing Crosby is an American Christmas icon. He really is. Yeah. Like, if you hear Christmas, like, you get those Christmas soundtracks. Like, I have a Now Christmas CD, mm-hmm. and he's on there. Oh, yeah. No, I listen yeah. to, like, like... After October 31st, like, that's what I'm doing on Spotify is Christmas music. Yeah. That's what I do. See, like, for me, the second, like, after Thanksgiving, it is totally fair game to listen to Christmas music mm-hmm. all the time. And it comes on the radio before that. But, oh, yeah. like, definitely after Thanksgiving, I'm like, I'm good for it. Let's do this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, working retail for so many years, like I did, it it's it's not fun when it's forced upon you. You know what I mean? Like the, the yeah. Barnes Noble would play it mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, starting November it's never 1st. It's the good stuff, though. It's yeah. never the classics. It's always like the poppy versions, and it's just like, oh. I like the poppy versions. I like I all mean, of it. I do. you got to be in the right mood for extent, it. To an extent, but not constantly. Yeah. So, like I said, working retail and it was forced upon you. That got that shit got old real quick. Oh yeah, I worked in retail for one Christmas and yeah. I would never want to do it again. Right. Mostly because of the CD. Yeah, <laughs> but being at home and hanging out with the kiddo. Yeah, it's it's been good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. 
Um, let's see. When Sam is doing research on the Kerrigans, he says that they lived in Seattle the year prior. The house number that the Kerrigans live in is 206, and it's the area code for Seattle. That's right. It sure is. It is. You're, well, let's see. I'm trying to think. We're 253 here. 253. There's 425, mm-hmm. which is closer. 206. I think that's really it. Yeah, I can't think of another one. I don't think there's any other ones. Mm-mm. I know Eastern Washington is 509, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Spokane area, because I used to, I lived there going to school for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know, like, this down south Olympia-ish area is 360. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the 360. Yeah. And that's, it's also 360 out towards, like, where my aunt and uncle live, which is not Olympia area. So I wonder how big that one is, you know, like how, what span that is mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> moving on um dean's is the creepy limping craptastic santa land santa smells like candy and sam says no that's ripple in 1960 e and j gallo introduced ripple a very sweet slightly fizzy fortified spiked with extra alcohol wine oh okay <laughs> this very low price overly sweet wine was marketed for casual novice drinkers but quickly became the reputed favorite of derelict alcoholics <laughs> oh my god the, imagine the hangover, though, because that's oh, so God, sweet. Yeah, like, that sounds ugh. miserable. While Ripple was taken off the market in 1984, that name has become slang for, slang for cheap, sweet wine. There's cheap, sweet wino wine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have never heard of it. No, no. And I don't think I'd ever want to drink it. I drank this. It was really good, but it was like... Uh, it was some, like, berry wine. Mm-hmm. It was good, Oh, I had, like, a headache not even halfway through the glass of wine. Oh, yeah. Like, a bad headache. I was not feeling good. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is terrible. I hate everything. I just need to, like, chug a bunch of water and cleanse it out of my system. Like, dilute the sugar. Tasted good, but mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. Sam says meadowsweet is pretty rare and probably the most powerful plant in pagan lore. Um, while meadowsweet is actually common throughout Europe, Asia, and North America, it has indeed been very popular since the Bronze Age, uh, 3000 BC to 1000 BC. Its pleasant fragrance and taste made it useful for everything from floor covering to mead flavoring. Wow, okay. Yeah. I haven't heard of it outside of this episode. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't heard of it before either i don't i mean it must not be super popular it's probably one of those things that's kind of hard to get either yeah. that or you just like don't it's just like oh a wreath you know right, <laughs> like, right. it could be very popular just nobody ever says the name of what's in it mm-hmm. um so the tool mr pipe smoking pagan god uses to pull off of sam's fingernail off Sam's fingernail is a pair of fencing pliers. Mm. A multi-tool, it can be used to cut heavy wire, twist wire, hammer and fence staples, or the part that got Sam's fingernail, pull staples. Okay, I was wondering what that tool was. I've never seen one before. I have seen it before, but I didn't know, like, I didn't realize what it was for. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, where I have seen it has been barns. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I've never seen it other than that. I didn't... And I, I mean, even when I saw it at a barn, I was still like, oh, what is that? What is that for? You know? <laughs> right. No idea. Um, so our research from this week is, excuse me, um, about Krampus, because 
you know. Well, yes. As you do. Um, and this is off of news.nationalgeographic.com. Um, and it says, the mythical Krampus is meant to whip children into being nice. Um, it says, when listening to the radio in December, it's unlikely to hear holiday songs singing the praises of Krampus. Half goat, half demon, horrific beast who literally beats people into being nice and not naughty. <laughs> Krampus isn't exactly the stuff of dreams, bearing horns, dark hair, fangs, and a long tongue. The anti-Saint Nicholas comes with a chain and bells that he lashes about, along with a bundle of birch sticks meant to swat naughty children. Yep. He then hauls the bad kids down into the underworld. Um... In Catholicism, St. Nicholas is the patron patron saint of children. That's really hard to say for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, His saint's day falls in early December, which helped strengthen his association with the Yuletide season. Many European cultures not only welcomed the kindly man as a figure of generosity and benevolence to reward the good, but they also feared his menacing counterparts who punished the bad. Parts of Germany and Austria dread the beastly Krampus, while other Germanic regions have Belsnickel and Necht... Ruprecht? I probably didn't say that right, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Black-bearded men who carry switches to beat children. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. France has Hans Tropp and Pierre Fouettard. I'm guessing I said that right. Fouettard? I don't know. I'm trying to think back to my ballet days. So a fouette, it seems like it's kind of spelled somewhat similar to that. So I'm going to go with Fouettard. Okay. I don't know. Anyways. Um, some of these helpers, such as Zwart Piet in the Netherlands, have attracted recent controversy. <laughs> no kidding, because they beat children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Krampus's name is derived from the German word Krampen, meaning claw, and it is said to be the son of... He is said to be the son of hell in Norse mythology. Hell? It's H-E-L. Yeah, it's still pronounced hell. Okay. Um, the legendary beast also shares characteristics with other scary demonic creatures in Greek mythology, including satire, satyrs, and fauns. Satires? I don't know. Satyrs? Satyrs? We're going with satyrs. That sounds better. Okay. I don't know if it's right. <laughs> it's fine. I think so. <laughs> um, the legend is part of a centuries-old Christmas tra- tradition in Germany, where Christmas celebrations begin in early December. Krampus was created as a counterpart to kindly St. Nicholas, who rewarded children with sweets. Krampus, in contrast, would swat wicked children, stuff them in a sack, and take them away to his lair. I love it. You better behave or you're going to get taken to the underworld. That's right. (laughs) Krampus knows when you didn't wash your hands. (laughs) Really, right? Maybe that'll work. (laughs) Or you just freak him out. I know. (laughs) According to folklore, Krampus reportedly, they wrote purportedly... Okay, whatever. I'm guessing it was reportedly, I don't know, shows up in towns the night of December 5th, known as Krampus Knot or Krampus Night. Um, the next day, December 6th, is Nicholas Tog, or St. Nicholas Day. Um, I'm, like, butchering this. When children okay. look outside their door to see if the shoe or boot they'd left out the night before contains either presents, a reward for good reha- behavior, or a rod, which is bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, for most... Or for more on the history, okay, never mind. Um, more modern, a more modern take on the tradition in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic involves drunken men dressed as devils who take over the streets for a Kramp- Krampuslauf, a Krampus run of sorts when people are chased through the streets by the devils. 
Which I think is kind of some like that must be kind of what you were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, I like, I heard. I think I was listening to. Children. Yeah, I I was listening to another podcast. Um, this is probably a year ago, and they were talking about Krampus, and that during these festivals, they literally these dudes, your neighbors, and all that. Mm-hmm. You the parents invite them into their homes to terrorize their children, <laughs> and that's you like look out normal. Are Isn't that? so fucked up and creepy i mean but if the kids are used to it though they're used to it but, but you're still also, trying to scare them yeah the thing is scare it's not just like a, oh you know yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> that would i mean maybe if the kid was being extra terrible mm-hmm. but like that seems like something you'd have to plan ahead for and I don't, I don't know, know unless they'd been on a streak you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever right <laughs> Um, it says, so why scare children with a demonic pagan monster? Maybe it's a way for humans to get in touch with their animalistic side. Such, <clears throat> excuse me, such impulses may be about assuming a dual personality, according to Antonio Carniero, who spoke to National Geographic magazine about revitalized pagan traditions. The person dressed as the beast becomes mysterious, he said. Hmm. Um, Krampus's frightening presence was suppressed for many years. The Catholic Church forbade the the raucous celebrations, and fascists in World War II Europe found Krampus despicable because it was considered a creation of the Social Democrats. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, listen, if the fascists can't even handle Krampus... (laughs) Right. Should that be a thing? I don't know! I don't know! I mean, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) It says, but Krampus has has been having a resurgence over the past few years thanks partly to a bah humbug attitude in pop culture um, with people searching for ways to celebrate the yuletide season in non-traditional ways (laughs) i love it (laughs) in the united states people are embracing the dark side of christmas with krampus movies special krampus television episodes um they're throwing krampus parties attending local krampus snots that sounds like krampus snot (laughs) it does sound like krampus Krampus knots yep that, that sounds better. <laughs> yep. In cities like Washington, D.C. and New Orleans and running a Krampus and running in Krampus themed races. Um, for its part, Austria is attempting to commercialize the harsh, harsh persona of Krampus by selling chocolates, figurines and collectible horns. They are already, there are already complaints that Krampus is becoming too commercialized and losing its edge because of its newfound popularity. It's, like, it's not being it's not scary enough anymore. I know. <laughs> not becoming popular this isn't the freaking kids are, out my kids yeah the kids are enjoying it what the hell this is dumb yeah yeah um so what was your idiot or ass butt moment from this week all right well i have one of my best friends like i love her i love her to death um we went and got um met up for some glasses of wine the other day and um, I don't know if this is an idget moment or an asset moment, but it was just a weird thing that happened to me that I'm not quite clear on. I'm not sure what to do with. <laughs> yeah. She said that she was taking, um, she's married and has kids, and she was taking a solo vacation um, this com- that coming weekend. So just herself, you know, at a hotel, mm-hmm. going out and eating dinner and whatever, just by herself. Mm-hmm. And she's telling me, like, how, you know, how good it was supposed to be. You know, she I don't remember how she got this idea, but it was, you know, for healing and, mm-hmm. and all that. So she's going on and on and on about um, how she needs to have this weekend of solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen. It sounds great. I would do it. <laughs> and then she goes... So do you want to come with me? Uh, and I was what? like, uh, and she was like, being with you is like being alone. 
Like, okay, to me, I would take that as you just take up space. <laughs> like, Our, And I have no personality. That's how I like, felt. But then she said, she said immediately after that, that she meant that in, an, in a good way and that that's what her parents say about each other. And that, and her parents are truly deeply in love. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they have such a great relationship. She's got great parents. But. That still seems kind of strange to like. It's a little strange. Tell somebody that doesn't have that inside. And she was joking about me going with her. You know what I mean? But, but still, but she that wasn't makes it joking. almost even kind of weirder because if it's like you're joking that somebody should come with you because it's like they're not even there. <laughs> you know? Like, I know. I just, I was, I was just. I don't think she meant anything mean about it, but it was just so weird. No one's ever said anything like that to me before. So it's I was just like, strange. Yeah. yeah. It was like, so, um, what do you mean? It's just, yeah. it just a little confusing. But anyway, yeah. what was your idiot harassment moment? Okay. So I have been off of dairy for a little while now because stomach issues, trying to just, like, let my stomach, you know, reset itself, basically, and because dairy's kind of inflammatory to your system, so, um, just trying to see if that will help by, like, going off of it and, like, cleansing my gut, as it were, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, you know what, I need to go get some, like, sushi or something, you know, like, this sounds like a good idea, and I go to Safeway, and I'm like, oh, this one has salmon in it. I mean, it was one of those, like, last minute. I was already at the store. Like, I'm going to go over and get some of this. Mm-hmm. And I buy it, and I get home, and I realize I got the only roll that has cream cheese in it. Oh, man. So, to eat this roll, I had to get rid of a good chunk of it because I had to go through, like, literally, I had a knife, and I'm just, like, poking out the cream cheese chunks in it. Going through each of the little slices and, like, digging out the cream cheese and eating that. And it was just, like, a whole thing. And in this whole thing, I realized that, like, you know, not having dairy, especially cheese, because I love cheese, it's really cramping my style. (laughs) Yeah. I love to have anything with cheese on it. I just love cheese. I don't know what it... Apparently, so I read something not that long ago that, like cheese has some sort of like chemical or enzyme or something in it that's like addictive right right so like the more you eat it the more you want it right. so like i'm legit going through withdrawals right now yeah. well also like how long how long of a time did you give yourself to not eat dairy i'm doing it for a month i think because your month is almost up right I've got, like, another week, I think. I think that if you haven't noticed a difference by now, you probably aren't going to. No. I mean, I asked my aunt, who's a doctor. I was like, okay, you know, what should I do, blah, 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 because I've been having some, like, stomach issues. And um, she basically told me that, well, since dairy can be, like, inflammatory, just go off of dairy for a month and give your chan- your gut a chance to heal on its own. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't get better, then go in and see what they want to do. But Because yeah. I, I was asking her, I was like, do I really have to go into the doctor for this? Or is it something that I could, like, fix on my own? You know, because I didn't want to pay for a copay and a medical visit and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff if I didn't have to. It was If they were just going to tell me the same thing. Like, because they probably would. They would have just been like, oh, go home, try not eating dairy for a month, and then come back if it's yeah. bothering you. Or they might have given me a couple, you know, so a couple different things to stay away from or whatever. But still, it is kind of like, okay, you know, at this point – 
I'm not going to go in unless there's something that she thinks, like, I need to go and do. Mm -hmm. So, but it's, it just, it sucks. (laughs) I want to eat ice cream and cheese. I know. And cereal. (laughs) You'll be able to again. I think so. I mean, to be fair, a lot of those things have, I mean, obviously people that can't have dairy like, there's alternates, but it's just not the same. Yeah. You know, like... I know. It's not. And so, like, having... I mean, I've been able to eat, like, some yummy sorbets and, like, you know, instead of having, like, ranch or some, like, creamy, you know, that sort of stuff that's got, like, dairy in it, I've been doing, like, um, you know, like avocado or something like smushing that up and putting that on things or Mm -hmm. just you know like there's other ways to get creamy things without having dairy in it but like for me it's like the creamy stuff and the cheesy stuff that like that's what Mm -hmm. I'm missing the most yeah just I don't like it (laughs) yeah that totally reminded me of I was at um I was at this girl's house many many years ago and she's uh she's like an amazing cook amazing Mm -hmm. cook she makes just the most delicious things and she was making a bunch of food for a little get together and um she was like will you help me make the guacamole and i'm like yeah totally i make guacamole i know how to do this Mm -hmm. so i pull i probably she gives me two avocados yeah so okay so i get them out and i get them all smashed up and she's like why don't you put a little cream cheese in that Mm -hmm. like i'm like okay so I, I put like, I put like, she, it was like a brick of cream cheese, right? So mm-hmm. I put like a quarter of it in there mm-hmm. and she, I do this, I get it all mixed together and she looks at me, she's like, why don't you put some more in there? <laughs> so I put another quarter in there. Mm-hmm. She has me eventually put in the whole brick of cream cheese <laughs> and guacamole. Am I crazy? I didn't think that was a thing. I mean. It just seemed really fucking weird. Two I avocados would be good, and a though. whole brick of cream cheese. At that point, you're not tasting any avocado. No. There's no point to it. Like, you're just eating cream cheese. If I were to if I were to use a whole brick of cream cheese, I would want to put, like, three or four avocados in there. Yeah, it Especially just wasn't. the littler ones. Like, if they're, the, like, oh, the yeah. medium-sized ones. I think they were just medium. But it was still just, like, there's no point to these avocados. Mm-hmm. They're just making the cream cheese green at this yeah. point. <laughs> it was a weird thing. And it kind of made me be, like... What kind of cook are you really? You know, it made me trust her a little less. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see where that would be good if it's like, so that would, it's not, at that point, it's not guacamole. It's mm-hmm. like avocado flavored cream cheese. And if you were to add like some like Cholula or something like mm-hmm. spicy in there, that would probably be pretty yeah. good. If you were to add like onion and. I remember, and- yeah, I don't remember really the end result I, I remember that i didn't mind the flavor of it but i there was no like there was no hint of avocado yeah i think that would be pretty good but also like it'd be just kind of strange because it's not really like if you go into it with the guacamole mindset that's not what you're getting yeah totally so but anyways yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for listening to our podcast you can email us at idgets and aspects podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page. It's an aspects, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.